Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender, and we're certainly going to um, go beyond the bound. Well, are we going beyond the boundaries today? Find out in a second. Um, thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the marine news as they do every Sunday from eleven thirty till noon, uh, bringing up all the marine pearls as they do, but in of course an environmentally friendly way. Um, 3CR um, is a station that, of course, broadcasting from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay respects to elders past and present, and on a show such as this, our LGBTI elders for their contributions to diversity and intersectionality on and around our land. Um, If you want to get in touch with this show, and I'm going to be asking you to do that today, so I'll um, go through these twice. If you're on email, out of the pan, 855, digits 855 at gmail.com, that email again, out of the pan, 855 at gmail.com. You can text in on 61401078981, that SMS again, 61401078981. You can um, look for me on Facebook, Sally Goldner, or you can also check into Out of the Pan's page on Facebook, Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. Well, what do we want you to tweet, um, message, um, send a telegram? I know I probably won't get here in time if they still make them. Um, um, well, talking about sex positivity today, Some people mightn't know what that even is, so um, talk about that in a minute. But whatever it means for you, what needs to happen, um, as I posted on the Facebook page, what does it mean? What would society look like if we were more sex positive? What elements of it interest you? Get in touch with the show on all of the modern means of communication. And, um, you know, I'm talking about things such as consent, sex work, um, all sorts of stuff um, that... um, are of relevance. So um, let's start. Um, whilst Wikipedia isn't everything, it's reasonable, pretty good. Um, so let's have a look at what they define sex positive movement as a social movement pr- which promotes and embraces sexuality with few limits but not beyond emphasis on safe sex and the importance of consent. Sex positivity is, quote marks, an attitude towards human sexuality that regards all consensual sexual activities as fundamentally healthy and pleasurable and encourages sexual pleasure and experimentation. The sex positive movement is a social and philosophical movement that advocates these attitudes. Um, The 
um, Sex Positive Movement advocates sex education and safer sex as part of its campaign, makes no moral distinctions. Sorry, the movement generally makes no moral, and that's actually the end of the quote marks in here. Then it goes on to say the movement generally makes no moral distinctions amongst um, among the type of sexual activities regarding those choices as a matter of personal preference. Let's have a look at those. Let's just make one thing clear. We are, of course, talking age appropriate, which that doesn't say, but one would hope I'd be pretty um, sure is implicit. Um, in terms of consent, someone's going to say, well, you know, what I'm going to Corey Bernardi listens to this show, highly unlikely. Oh, no, it's going to lead to bestiality. Well, animals can't give consent, so let's get past that one. Um, but it seems like that's a reasonable definition, um, if not very good. Um, and sex positive, or sometimes termed sex affirmative, and sex negative, uh, attributed to Wilhelm Reich. Um, and the overview in this Wikipedia article says some societies view sexual expression as good and healthy, while other societies have taken an overall negative view of sexuality and seek to repress and control the sex drive. Aha! And put guilt and shame on people which are unhealthy emotions at any time. Now we're getting somewhere. So I think there's a really good start to get us thinking. Um, so, um, you know, sort of, um, and then this article goes on to talk about the traditional Christian view of human sexuality um, and sex is seen as a destructive force except by for the saving grace of procreation and sexual pleasure is seen as sinful. That's one viewpoint, and it's not a viewpoint, of course, of all Christians either. Um, sexual acts are ranked hierarchically with marital heterosexuality at the top, masturbation, homosexuality closer to the bottom. On it goes medicine and psychiatry have also contributed to sex negativity. Yes, interesting that an article in um, SANE, who I have a lot of respect for, an organisation that does work for mental illness, had an article by a psychiatrist listing trans along with sexual paraphilia. Great, because the DSM... The Diagnostical and Statistical Manual, the Psychologists and Psychiatrists Guidelines that pathologise so many people in society say so. Always remember the first DSM came out of World War II Army Psychiatry. Let's play hashtag spot the misogynist. But um, Western societies have often endorsed forms of sexuality um, that strongly conflict with so-called Christian beliefs. Um, so... Um, some sex-positive movements include BDSM and polyamory asexuality, and the Melbourne Aces have an over-30s meeting coming up on the 2nd of August. That was totally unplanned, but we'll go with it. Transgender um, gender transgression and um, most elements, um, of course, advocate accurate sex education. And so there's a lot of things to get us started. Um, so um, I think that's really you know something that gets us thinking that there's so much in there and, you know, how much we need to think about. And yet the fact that there is so little sex education in school, in a, uh, certainly in a sex-positive way, is quite disconcerting. <clears throat> it was interesting, a couple of years ago at a, um, a weekend um, at a friend's place with some poly people, so many of us, someone brought up the concept of a, um, well, not the concept, but um, the only sex ed we got was our parents handing us a book with an orange cover, a silhouette of a standard cisgendered male and cisgendered female body holding hands. And that was all we got and no one spoke to us about it. And about 10 hands went up in the room out of 15 people and they're saying, yep, that was our experience. People have found their way. And to use the quote that I often dine out on, um, and that's um, from Maria Paiotti Caroli's research of a... Um, we'll say a preteen young person who says, we know what they're not telling us. 
So, you know, we can't hide this stuff. And, of course, in this day of internet and social media, it's not going to be hidden, and nor one would ask, nor should it. So age-appropriate education, and I really emphasise that, has got to be um, a good thing. So let's have your thoughts. A few people have commented on Facetube. Um, I have a get to those after the messages. But um, I suppose one thing about attraction and all that sort of thing is why do we wear what we wear? Who are we dressing for? <clears throat> the standard deviations from their 2005 recording, which you can get at thestandarddeviations.com, featuring in part um, Mary Heath, an Adelaide-based researcher and out by woman. Here's a track, Dressing For You. 3CR, 855am, digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the pan with Sally. Harm Reduction Victoria presents the Novel Psychoactive Substances Seminar. Join four of Australia's leading experts on novel psychoactive substances. Dr. David Caldicott, Fiona Patton, Dr. Stephen Bright and Stephanie Genetis will discuss the prevalence, trends in use, legality and effects of novel psychoactive substances. Tuesday the 28th of July, 2 until 6pm at the Supper Room in Melbourne's Town Hall. Tickets are available via Harm Reduction Victoria's website, hrvic.org.au. Harm Reduction Victoria is a non-for-profit community organisation. I'm Helen Razor, but that's deeply irrelevant. What is relevant is that you're listening to 3CR on... What's that frequency again, dear? 855, I told you, Helen. 855. And what is relevant is that you're not listening to that other crap. So well done. Helen Razor saying it as only she can. Um, Hell Razor. Um, was Hellraiser a drag queen? Anyway, that's another st- another thought. No, Hellraiser writing for Crikey and other things. And I've got to say, good article a few weeks ago um, in terms of um, the assimilationist approach of the marriage movement. I wonder if Rodney Croom and Alex Greenwich would like that. Anyway, um, so um, what else? Um, where are we talking about um, sex positivity? I lost my train of thought then. I'll get back on the train and catch more public transport. We are here. We're talking today about sex positivity, and some people have popped in some comments on um, Facebook um, about sex positivity. Let's have a read at what we've got. Um, Ruth has put in that people would stop judging others for consensual practices. Consent itself would be well understood by all. There would be joy rather than furtiveness. Predators would be impeded thereby. Um, let's break up that into about four um, sentences. Yeah, stop judgment. I had a, a lovely card from a listener a couple of months ago saying it's a much better world when we come from a place of understanding rather than judgment. And um, I'd agree with that. So, yeah, um, what two people do in private is no one else's business. And... Um, not that that, in terms of, of course, sexuality and sexual orientation are much bigger than what people do in private. Um, so, um, yeah, if it's consensual, of appropriate age, say safe, that would be good. Contis- consent. Well, I was about to say content. We probably would be more content. That was a Freudian slip or a, um, what is it, um, a spoonerism or something. Um, could to go to Ronnie Barker on you and go Bert the Little Doggy. Um, no, Dirt the Little Boggy. I stuffed it up. But anyway, consent would be well understood by a what a brilliant thing. You know, and this goes beyond sexuality, physicality in terms of intimacy. And of course, when someone says no, they flippin' well mean no. Um, should un- um, I think that's really, really important. 
But um, the thing is here that um, I would see consent as having benefits in some, in terms of communication in so many other situations. Let's start with uh, my bad, some bad act, radio acting skills, bad scenario. Um, you know, I need you to do this task now. Look, you've given me five other tasks. I need you to do it now. I'm ordering you. That's a workplace. Bad scenario. Let's start again. I need you to do this task now. Uh, look, it's not possible to do it now because you gave me five other tasks. Okay, let's work out how you could prioritise them in a win-win way. That's a very simple off-the-cuff example, but imagine if we had consent and then everyone agreed. We're good for workplace productivity, less staff turnover, less hiring costs. Good for all sorts of workplaces, business, community or public sector. So, yep, consent would be well understood by all, but that almost, in a way, seems trivial. If no meant no, imagine, of course... Um, a society where people were valued, where there was less sexual assault of any sort by any gender of any gender um, and any sexual orientation. Um, and I think that um, that would, you know, would be a good thing. There would be joy rather than furtiveness. Yeah, well, how might, you know, people think, oh, well, I have to be monogamous, for example, and then a relationship isn't working out or say go and do something that they didn't honestly really set out to do and have some sort of one night stand or affair with another person. Um, imagine if people communicated, look, I'm really sorry I stuffed it up or let's see if we can make polyamory work um, rather than cheating. Um, so yeah, joy rather than furtiveness makes sense. I must admit, and if Ruth's listening, predators would be impeded. Um, certainly predators in terms of, yeah, aggression, actually. Um, I think that's what's being meant, but I'd be happy to get confirmation of that. So definitely, um, there'd be a lot of benefits in um, all of that. There's just a few. Rebecca has um, said, great topic. Sex positivity to me means being free to subjectively experience and express express your sexuality fully as it changes and evolves over time and in an environment that celebrates acceptance, <clears throat> diversity and safety for all. Yep, that seems pretty reasonable for me. And of course, it does morph and change. And you know, the reality is society still really assumes everyone's heterosexual in, at birth. And I, I'm deliberately using those words. We have this default setting. Why do we assume that? You know, and I'm, it's probably 99%. I was, I'm still in awe of someone who was on the show, gosh, is it already 10 months ago? And that's um, Jessie, um, who said she knew from a very early age she was bi and that her family supported her. That's one of the few people I've ever heard about um, who said that, which is welcome. But it's still, sadly, only the proverbial one swallow, and I don't think we're quite at summer. Um, and no pun intended on swallow either. Sorry, I couldn't resist that. But um, there we go. So, yeah, um, you know, um, it does change over time. An environment that celebrates acceptance. I love that word, celebrates. I hate, I do an exercise as part of some of the training I do, which is the scale of attitudes. And people often think tolerance is good enough. Tolerate, yes, let's put up with people. Uh, no, let's accept people. That implies there's something to accept. And that's where I may have a teensy um, semantic disagreement with that word. Celebration, valuing, much better, and diversity and safety, definitely. And the last comment we have for now, uh, Mary has said, happiness and peace in ourselves and the world. What a great thing. Spot on, Mary. Um, you know, that um, we wouldn't have guilt and shame and f other feelings, ridicule buried in us. Um, we'd be much more okay. Um, 
And, well, let's see, the psychiatric profession, who we mentioned in the definition, support that. They might lose income. Some might say to that, stiff biscuits. But anyway, um, you know, know, peace and happiness in ourselves first. And that's where it's got to start, um, in the words of the late author Stephen Covey. um, You know, um, start from the inside out and then add into the world. So if you're, you know, if you're putting out good vibes to the world, you'll get them back and you'll find them. So, yeah, um, lots of good ideas there. So I think that shows that sex positivity is much more than just about touch and intimacy. It is about a whole way of being. And I think that's really, really exciting that we've had those three comments. So let's have more, please. Um, under the, um, You can, as I say, get them into me under the, that post, which is my current status on Facebook. Um, and I'll digress quickly. Why am I Sally Watson-Aim Goldner? I am fed up with Facebook's ridiculous approaches to, um, you know, so-called false names. And they're saying, oh, for having a wrong name harms people. Well, it doesn't in itself. And there's plenty of people who are probably using their correct, we'll say documented name, and are harming the heck out of people, including probably in ways that are sexual. So my protest is to put what's name in as my middle name. And... Um, you feel free to do the same. The movement hasn't quite, t- the Watson name movement hasn't taken off. Let's hope we do get more success with the sex positive movement. I think we will. Okay, but um, yeah, pop in a comment on Facebook under Sally Watson name Goldner out of the pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. Um, text in 61401 078 981 or tweet at Sal Gold said so because that's the bottom line. And um, let's see. Um, what um, people have to say. In the meantime, let's have a good listen to Sonic Animation from oh somewhere in the late 90s. And, well, they sort of touch on some of these things. Um, and it's all part of um, being human. But, um, as they said, I'm afraid I'm only human. 3CR, 855 AM, digital3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. Hmm, thinks... The person is human. Yep, that sounds like a reasonable conclusion to come to. Um, Sonic animation from late 90s. Um, Big hi to Charlie on that one, who's always a friend of mine who loved that track and introduced me to it um, at that time. And I'm afraid I'm only human, monogamous, polyamorous, cisgender, trans, gender diverse, um, non-binary, etc. And the previous track, um, Vicky Bennett, Mary Heath and Sue Galbraith, Standard Deviations, um, Dressing for You from their 2005 album at the Standard Deviations, two Ds in there, dot com. So, well, um, we just touched on in Sonic Animations, um, monogamy, monogamy. Well, monogamous or polyamorous, we'd have a, probably a lot less prejudice on polyamory if we were sex positive, um, uh, which I think would be incredibly welcome. Um, and I've got to say, if I hear one more debate start about polyamory where they say, instantly mention the slippery slope, I think I'll push someone down the slippery slope head flipping first um, and um, and um, say other rude things. Um so again, let's come back to safe, consensual, age appropriate. Someone does, people are doing polyamory and everyone knows and everyone's happy. Who is anyone else to say it's not right and judge them? Uh, of course it isn't. So, um, you know, um, let's um, have a think about that. Um, similarly, um, trans. Now, the um, definition of sex positive covered trans and stuff. Um, and of course, being 
um, having a gender identity in itself is nothing to do with intimacy in itself, but um, because it's just part of who you are. But unfortunately, in a society that sometimes limits us and says male attracted to female equals heterosexual, female attracted to female equals lesbian, and so on, people can be limited. And so a lot in the past, I think it's sadly the case that trans and gender diverse people, because society puts us into limited non-consensual boxes, um, have not had intimacy in relationships at all. Um, And it would be much nicer if we just um, talked about attraction as attracted to women. One of the things that came up in the recent story of Caitlyn Jenner was people saying, I don't get this. How can someone be a heterosexual one minute and a lesbian the next? Well, technically, because of our definitions, maybe they are, but of course nothing's changed. And once people got the explanation that it's the labels that are the problem, um, someone's always been attracted to women, the light bulb comes on. It's good to, I would say, it is really good to see the shift on gender in every level. And uh, one of the highlights of my years thus far was going out to one of the, I'm going to say so-called radical sex and consent week, um, giving a, um, leading a discussion at this one at La Trobe. But it was good this year that um, the, the so-called radical, I don't think it's really that radical at all, sex and consent weeks were held over four different campuses around Melbourne. And the talk that I was leading was loving all genders. And happily... Um, the um, second question, I honestly can't remember what the first was, was why do we need this? That's a really good sign that we've got past some of this um, stuff about um, limiting people in boxes. And so the what I'll call the bi-umbrella um, attraction to more than one, um, well, it seems to be, un, we'll say, opening up um, like a big umbrella very quickly, um, worth noting last year's um, research from Blues to Rainbows on 14 to 25-year-old trans and gender-diverse people found 61% attracted to more than one gender using labels including, for example, bisexual, pansexual and queer. And it's also good to see, and God, again, totally unrehearsed, um, two weeks from today on Sunday 9th of August, the fab people at Zoe Bell Gender Centre, Zibagasa, um, are holding their event, All the Lovers, a workshop for partners of trans and gender diverse people. Um, says me, declaring all possible interest. No, I'm a solo poly person. Um, I've got my lovers. Thank you. But um, Zoe Bell Gender Centre does present All the Lovers, a workshop for partners of trans and gender diverse people. Want to share what's worked and what hasn't? How do people negotiate love and sex in ways that acknowledge and celebrate different bodies? What help can er- what can help everyone be clear about needs and limits? Um, Zoe Bell Gender Centre is running this workshop specifically for people of all sexual genders and sexual identities um, interested. You don't have to be in a relationship at the moment. Um, well-known psychologist in this area, Vicky Sinnott's facilitating this safe and supportive space. Um, and you're welcome to attend 25 people, limited seats, um, that's August the 9th, um, and I hope I've got my days right there as I um, suddenly hit the um, Google, the Outlook calendar. Um, sorry, yes, it is Sunday the 9th at um, um, 12.30 to 3pm, 12.30 for a 1pm start, so no drag time, and, and that will be held at CoHealth 365 Hoddle Street. And, um, Shell, if you're listening, I think we might have to get someone from ZBGC in to have a chat about this. But it also, I have to say, when um, thinking about this event, as I got the notification, you know, 
there isn't doesn't seem to be a space for trans and gender diverse people to discuss intimacy. And you know, it's great that you know um, I'll use the phrase cis partners have a space with this event. Totally, two hundred percent. But maybe it's time we had um, a place for trans and gender diverse people, and maybe we need specific places for those. I'll say recorded male at birth, recorded female at birth. But um, then, um, you know, how do we break it down? You know, do we need spaces for those whose gender identity now is female, male, other than binary, etc.? Um, something to think about. Maybe start with one group and then um, go off with subgroups. It's um, great to see the poly community having lots of subgroups, such as um, poly and women, poly and men, poly trans and gender diverse, poly and kink. Um, just leads to that drill down in discussion, which is most welcome. Um, so... Hmm, I think I might have to start a Facebook group. <laughs> scary. Um, anyway, um, but um, let's do it and let's have this discussion and it's part of consent and communication. Let's have a look at um, one of the sentences in the advertisement for this great event. Um, how do people negotiate love and sex in ways that acknowledge and celebrate different bodies? Perfectly good question. Does a trans woman who has not had lower surgery or is yet to have it want a certain part of her body touched? If so, how? Um, you know, all these sorts of things. How do trans men um, deal with the fact that it is unlikely they'll be able to add a phallus? Um, not without, unless you've got $100,000 just lying around in your bank account, which, of course, not too many trans men have. So there's lots of topics here um, to discuss about sex positivity, trans, poly, um, of course, sex work comes into this. I'm not someone who works in the sex industry. I don't feel qualified to comment on, but I think we'd have a lot more um, positive attitudes about sex work in all its variations, whether it's somatic body work, whether it is um, the more recognised form, one might say, of brothel work or that sort of thing, um, whatever it may be, um, whether you're a dominatrix. Lots of possibilities here. Um, you know, a range of porn. Um, again, if that's consensual and you're happy and not harming anyone else, um, what, you know, what's wrong with porn? All that sort of stuff. So there's a lot to think about. We'll come back and wrap this. Well, I don't even think we can wrap this up. We'll wrap up today's start on this issue um, in a minute. In the meantime, um, well, just to have a bit of fun, um, how can someone make you not feel like a woman anymore? Um, well, I suppose if you're a trans man, you've never felt like one, um, but you have to say goodbye for feeling like a woman, in the words of um, Mark Seymour in this classic Hunters and Collectors song from the 1986 album Human Frailty. 3CR, 855 AM, digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. City Limits. Brought to us by the People's Committee for Melbourne every Wednesday at 9am. City Limits is Melbourne's only hour devoted to our urban environment. To transport and planning and housing issues. To privatisations and our utility services. To building and or maintaining a sense of community. 855 on the AM band if we can hear it through the noise and find it through the smog. City, City Limits. limits. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital and three CR dot org dot au, and you're listening to Out of the Pan um, on a Sunday afternoon or probably any time. Could be listening on demand, podcast, the repeat at five AM Wednesday. Any could be listening anywhere in the world. 
Um, so uh, wherever you are, thank you for tuning in. We heard prior to the messages, um, any, I had to find an excuse to play some classic Aussie rock, didn't I? Hunters and Collectors and Human Frailty was the album, 1986, probably the album that really um, broke them, although um, they'd had a version of um, the um, rock anthem um, that is Throw Your Arms Around Me Out um, 18 months earlier from, from the live album The Jaws of Life, and under a classic, um, and... Um, Hunters and Collectors, say goodbye, the brilliance of Mark Seymour. Um, so, uh, sex positivity, we'll come back and, um, well, wrap up today's show. Obviously, we're not going to wrap up sex positivity overnight, um, but um, we can give it our best shot um, and do wrap a condom around it and all that sort of thing. But as I say, I only touched on a few topics um, that we could, um, you know, sort of... Um, you know, um, squeeze into about 40 minutes of programming. Um, but, um, yeah, love to have more thoughts. So particularly if you're listening via podcast, on demand, etc., um, get your thoughts, questions, and, dare I say, queries um, in on oh, um, to me, out of the pan, 855 at gmail.com, 61401078981, um, and Twitter at Sal Gold said so. And also um, Facebook um, under the, the status update for today or on three on the Out of the Pan 855AM Melbourne 3CR, all that sort of page. And we've got it covered. Um, so, yeah, um, let's um, just make sure we do the things what are coming up um, in the, the, well, rainbow and sex positive type of worlds. FDM shed on this afternoon, the 26th at um, around 3 p.m., um, the Poly Social from about 5.30 at Palookaville, the fourth Sunday of the month, and the Buy Discussion Group at um, the Parkview in St. George, um, St George's Road in Scotchmas Street, North Fitzroy, um, 7.15 for a 7.30 start, but usually a few of us there having the pub grub beforehand. And um, in those immortal um, comedic words, number 47, your veal parmigiana is ready, except I think it's a chicken parma. Bent TV, always on every Friday night, um, but you can always check it out at Bent TV's YouTube or website, which is Bent TV with two T's, um, T for two, benttv.org.au. Um, the first Saturday of the month means it's the Gender Queer Australia meetup at Hairy Little Sister, where it all happens. And yeah, don't forget um, um, the event coming up in um, um, a couple, um, also at Hairy Little Sister. As I say, definitely where it all happens on Sunday the 2nd, which is the ACES meet-up for people coming under the asexual umbrella. Great to see a good article from a bi person, which was great allyship, um, that you can have a look at on my Facebook page as well. So, yeah, just to make sure we're clear on that, um, two things happening at Hairy Little Sister. Gender Queer Australia two, um, is 2pm on Saturday the 1st of August and then Sunday the 2nd at 2pm 2 p- 2 um, as well is um, the Asexual Aces Meetup. There's lots of other stuff happening this week. Madison Young is in town, um, porn expert extraordinaire. I think the um, evening with Madison Young at Hares and Hyenas on the Wednesday, close to sold out. The film night at Loop Bar on Thursday, getting close. There's um, You've got to sort of put a little bit of an extra donation in um, to get a ticket now and support those who perhaps can't afford to go. That's a nice thing to do um, in a sort of community type of way. So do that. Um, lots of other 
Madison Young events and her workshop. I think there's only five tickets left for that one next weekend. So um, as well, as Zoe Birkinshaw would say, um, gender diverse person extraordinaire, amazeballs. Um, what else? Um, that's probably about the events for the week. So, yeah, um, gosh, it's, um, it's all happening at the moment. And um, in a few weeks, um, one of the big conferences that happens in Australia, Health in Difference, on in Canberra. So I'll be up there. I think that could be a pre-recorded show on about Sunday the 16th. But, um, yeah, it is just all happening at the moment, which is um, very, very welcome. So um, let's keep it rolling. So let's um, wrap up um, um, as much as we can today's show. I think we've really only scratched the surface on so much of what sex positivity um, could do. Um, you know, con- consensual safe sex. You know, um, you know. Imagine if we had that. Would we reduce STI uh, STIs, for example, um, if there was better communication and people feeling more confident? Could it make a difference in relation to HIV as well? I'm not a total expert in that area, but I don't. I could hardly see it being unhelpful, let's say. So um, lots of benefits there. And let's look at something else. Have the approaches that we've been using for years, the sort of guilt, shame, don't talk about it approach, really worked for anyone? Can't really see that it does. Um, can't really see any benefits from it. Um, and as the Wikipedia article said, is it used to manipulate and control people when there is, it's sex negative? Um, as my dear friend and colleague Anne Hunter said a few months ago over on Joy um, during an interview, as a society we've been sex negative and sex obsessed. What a dysfunctional combination. So if we were sex positive, would our sort of dysfunctional obsession disappear? Would we have a more balanced attitude? I think we would. And, you know, we've got um, a long way to go, but the only way, you know, what is it, a long journey begins with a single step is, I think, the Chinese proverb. So um, I think we have to start thinking that way because really what's worked, um, what we claim to have worked has not really worked. It's been a control freak attitude. So let's try other things. And, you know, we often, I find it ridiculous that many people do need to be in their body to get shifts in themselves and to shift um, blocks and negative energy. And somatic body work can do that. It's quite healthy. Is there a vested interest from the psychiatric profession and the psychological profession? Um, Because they don't want um, that sort of body work. Given how long it took for psychologists to be part of Medicare, um, well, nothing would surprise me about vested interests, um, that other people were blocking that. And it bothers me that we do have such limited approaches um, to health. Um, Psychiatry seems to take such a judgmental, pathologising, negative attitude and would probably just shove people on some sort of what I call zombie drugs when they present with some issue around this. Oh, you're too anxious, so we'll attack the symptoms. We won't look at the deeper issue and the psychiatrist probably won't open up their minds either. Um, And if you think I'm critical of psychiatry, you could be right. Anyway, as a friend of mine says, um, things to think about. So, you know, we've got to start somewhere and each of us can make a difference, stand up for um, consent and positivity. And sometimes it can be difficult to do that. Um, I had a situation a few weeks ago, nothing to do with sex, but I'm driving up a well-known Melbourne arterial road. Um, Traffic is crawling, not stopped. And I see some guy constantly badgering a female 
on the footpath. And I, even though my passenger side window was up, um, I could just tell the woman didn't look comfortable. And a bit impulsively, but after a little bit of thought too, I just wound down the window and in my best butch voice went, leave her alone. The guy turned around. It gave time for the woman to get away. And by this time, the lights had changed and I was accelerating. I did see the guy come running after me down this well-known arterial. Um, Well, that's his stupidity because it's a busy one, um, but nothing he could do. So if it's safe to intervene, um, at least we've got to learn how to do it ourselves. So it is also about assertiveness. Would the controlling um, masculine um, dominance want other people to be assertive? Mm, there's a thought to leave you on on a program that knows no boundaries of sex or gender. Take it out today. Um, well, if we're talking about sex positivity, it's founded on safe sex. Let's have the track from the Pricks covered album of 1992. And if you're doing it, do it safe. Um, the anthem from Painters and Dockers, Safe Sex. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch ya next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.